What's up and welcome back to the Kind of Funny Screencast. Of course, I'm Tim Geddes and I'm joined by, it's Christmas in August, Joey Noel. Happy Thursday, everyone. Happy Thursday to you as well. And rounding out the group for today, we have the producer slash seducer, Nick Scarpino. Top of the Thursday to you, Joe. <laughs> what are you drinking there? Mm. You got coffee this morning? A little morning? bit of the old Pete's uh, uh, iced mm. coffee. Good. Are you a Pete's person now? No, not at all. But when I brew my own iced coffee, um, <laughs> they have the best. I think they have the best actual like beans. Hmm. They, I, I get the Arabian mocha java, and it just makes a nice cup Ooh. of smooth chocolate. That sounds very coffee. fancy. It's very fancy. <laughs> it's probably the most expensive coffee ever sold. But I get like a pound of it, and it, it takes me about a month to get through it. It's so freaking good. Now, it, now, I know what you're asking, Tim. Mm -hmm. Is D also still going for Starbucks? Yes, that'll be oh, yeah. probably yeah, yeah, about yeah. five minutes. This is the appetizer coffee, of course. Yeah. Mm, oh my God, classic, yeah, this, classic. It's just smooth. It just lubricates my lungs. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. This is the kind of funny screencast where each and every week we get together to talk about the latest in TV, movies, and trailers. Of course, this is spoiler-filled. So if you haven't watched the episode yet or you care at all, don't watch this until after you have watched She-Hulk episode two. Uh, we are popping off on screencast. We are every single week going to be doing Game of Thrones, The Rings of Power, which is fantastic. You should go check out our thoughts of episode one. That's live now. We're also doing She-Hulk. And starting tomorrow, we will be doing The Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power with Andy Cortez hosting alongside Elise Willems and Lucy James, which is extremely exciting and hard to talk about. Because every time I do, I say Elise Willems and I get James in my head, James Willems, and I think Lucy James. And I always think I'm going to fuck it up, but I don't <laughs> fuck it up. I've never <laughs> fucked it up yet, but I'm just letting you know, guys, one day I will. And you'll all be able to know. Tim told us he was going to do this. It was all part of the plan, you guys, okay? I am a master <laughs> producer, if nothing else. Whatever. You can get the show on YouTube.com slash kindoffunny or roosterteeth.com. You can also get it as a podcast by searching your favorite podcast service for Kind of Funny Screencast, and we'll be right there for you. If you wanted to get this show live as we record it, and if you wanted to get the show ad-free, you got to go to patreon.com slash kind of funny, just like our Patreon producers, Fargo Brady and Molecule have done. Uh, today, we're brought to you by me undies, but I wanted to let you know a little bit of housekeeping. It's, uh, it's on the other side of the pond over here on the Kind of Funny Games channel. Oh. But we're trying some experiments right now. Twitch has loosened up its exclusivity clauses for live streams. So we're doing some experiments. So right now, uh, for the foreseeable future, we'll see how it goes. We're going to be simultane simultaneously streaming Kind of Funny Games daily on both twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games and our TikTok channel. So Kind of Funny Games on TikTok. You'll be able to be there live hanging out with people. What's cool is there's not that many people there right now. So you get this cool little tight-knit community. You get to be there from the ground floor, everybody. That's the exciting <laughs> part. That's the exciting part. Uh, but the experiments don't end there. We're actually going to be doing kind of funny games daily exclusively on YouTube Live next week. Just as an experiment to see what's up over there because we've never really done that. So we just want to see what's going to happen. Is everything going to change? Are we finally going to hit 300,000 subscribers? Probably not. But you know what? You got to try something after seven years. <laughs> Isn't that right, Joe? Oh, my God. I'll tell you what. I know you said Joe, but I'm going to chime in here, Tim. I thought we were only 80 away from it, and Andy broke my heart. He was like, we're 980 away from it. I was like, damn. Yeah. You know? You it know. happens. <laughs> but anyways, we'll talk about that in a bunch of other places. Let's talk about She-Hulk episode two. Joey Noel, I want to start with you. Um, I like it. I, 
I'm in a place now where I want more than they're giving me, which is a place I would like to be uh, with Marvel shows, rather than being disappointed or whatever by what's happening. Uh, I think that having this episode and the last episode in like a two episode drop to start everything off would have been really dope. So we get all of the story, like backstory uh, lead up. And then we get like our first taste of what kind of like the week to week format could look like. Um, so, and the fact that this episode was so short, it ended up being like what, 22 ish minutes, 23, 23 22. minutes before. Okay. Uh, before credits, that's like a real short amount of time. I feel like to wait week to week for, uh, so I'm wondering if it's, I, I hope we end up getting a, a little bit more from these. Otherwise it's going to be a little bit torturous. Um, wait we tweet we get a lot of really interesting easter eggs in this episode i feel like they throw a lot of things at us uh hulk going to sakar let's go i love the easter egg to hulk being a completely different person and even like the sidebar things when she's like looking for other jobs reference some interesting i feel like there's a lot going on in this even with the tie into shang chi which we knew and stuff but i am very interested to see how all of these things tie together nicholas scarpino yeah, I mean, I really like the show. I was I was very, very thoroughly uh, enjoyed last night's episode. Uh, we watched it. And I think it's just a fun setup, man. I mean, honestly, it's one of those things where, like, it, it's very difficult to surprise people now with the MCU or with anything that's any of these properties. And I just think they're coming at this from a really fun angle. Uh, her, you know, I did not expect Abomination. I did not expect uh, uh, Blonsky to be, like, this reformed sort of spiritual person or at least conning her into believing that uh because of course at the end you see uh the, the cameo of or not the cameo i guess it was a cameo from him from uh from shang chi where she's doing the underground fighting with wong and she's like damn it uh i i love it man i think if, if week to week or if every few episodes there's a new person that that she has to defend like this i just think it's such a fun concept and it's a show that i'm all in for and i honestly don't even care if there's another fight scene if it's just the legal uh, battle between her and these people that she that she's conflicted about um, uh, uh, defending, then that is just the way it goes. Sorry, one sec. <laughs> <laughs> I just had um, my my little G livery as well. G came down and gave me the Starbucks. Um, I, yeah, I just I just think it's I think it's just a super fun concept, and I think. I, I, to Joey's point, I, I wish that they had done a one-two because I think this was a stronger episode. I think it left off better. The, the cliffhanger of her being like, well, now, you know, you, you're going from something that she thinks could have been a, uh, you know, a pretty easy win to, oh, wow, now I have to, now we're, we're, we're really digging ourselves out, out, out of a ditch here. Um, it's just, it's fun. It's going to be fun to watch her have, figure that out. And I love that she, I love the boss character who's just a blank slate dick who just does not care. And she just has to like, she's just like, yeah, this is the only opportunity I have. And then gets to, I, I, there's a great scene where she's like, I, one condition, I get to bring my paralegal. And he's like, I don't care. I don't care what paralegal <laughs> It's fun. Uh, also, I do think that we should have a map to all the best pooping bathrooms when we open the new studio. That is Yes, nice. definitely. 100%. <laughs> uh, I really love this show. And I think that it is uh, delivering on very, very far past what I expected from it in terms of giving me all that MCU goodness that I look for, the lore, the Easter eggs, but then also story building. Like, I'm surprised at how much they're progressing this last week. I was giving my theories talking about, like, alien spaceship, like Hulk, all this stuff. And, like, damn, they're addressing it this qu quick or at least progressing that storyline this quick. I'm like, damn, 
I appreciate that. I also didn't expect to get Bruce back this soon. Uh, when we got the phone call in this episode, I was immediately like surprised. I was like, oh, even if it's just a voice cameo, like that's pretty cool. And then for him to actually show up later, I was like, whoa, they're actually going there. So uh, I think we're going to get more Hulk in, in the series, which I think is fun. But even if we don't, like I love that, again, Tatiana Maslany absolutely slaying it in this role. I just love seeing her. The casting of the MCU continues to just not fail. Like they they really got their head on the shoulders when it comes to that because they can make things that are pretty average overall like i don't think that this is the funniest show in the world uh, i think a lot of the jokes don't hit um and some of the fourth wall breaking stuff i think the the tone was a little off for me like specifically like i like her every time she breaks the fourth wall i'm super in uh but there was some like weird world rules that i'm like okay what are they because they walk by that room and all the dudes are like money 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 whatever it's like that just it just seems like a, a weird thing that's not typical of the the, the world that the mcu has built so far yeah um so that threw me off a little bit but not enough to like it, it was more of a distraction as opposed to like a this is a fucking problem um i thought the cg was totally fine like of course there's some scenes where i was like this looks weird but like i'm with nick it's like i i like that this show right now is not focusing on the action stuff and is kind of just more about just dealing with the the talkie talkie stuff and that's where a lot of the charm comes in and a lot of the answers to questions i think even last week i was joking about uh is this show how much is it going to progress the the narrative of the mcu and all that like i don't think it's going to address the celestials uh situation it fucking addresses the celestial <laughs> situation like like nick i don't know if you saw this but on the uh the, the website that she's on uh, when she was like looking for for jobs, there's three banger ass references. One to Iron Man threes, which are like Jordans essentially, awesome. <laughs> which of course I loved. So when yeah. I saw that, I had to pause and look at the rest of it. And one of them was like, "What's up with the giant body in the ocean <laughs> from the Ooh, end of the Turtles?" Awesome. And then the last one, Nick, hold on to your fucking skirt for this one. <laughs> Man with claws with metal claws found brawling in bar. Awesome that's yeah. awesome so dope so it begins back, everybody. Baby. it begins uh but yeah going through the rest of the episode i i just thought that uh some of the jokes made me actually laugh um i love the cheeky references to the the bring the fourth wall of the i'm literally a different person from hulk like i like that they it's just committed one. that hard but i think that's a perfect example of what this show at its most can be comedy wise is it's going to be referential comedy it's not mm -hmm. going to be hbo max hacks levels comedy where it's like damn this is fucking brilliant writing that's that's clever and and whatever it's more like clever for its use of characters and worlds that we know and i appreciate that a lot not everything has to be the same i appreciate what she hulk is turning out to be i like how different this episode was from the first one it does make the first one feel very much just kind of like a weird pilot setup mm -hmm. for what seems to be this being the like type of episode we're going to get week to week for the next seven weeks uh and i'm all in because in 20 minutes they got more done than moon knight did in six some would say and in terms of like getting me going for all the, like the little references and stuff i'm like fuck yeah dude i'm i'm here for that stuff i love that shit in the mcu and and she hulk is delivering it in spades including the abomination shang chi thing like i didn't expect to get Emil blonsky in this fucking killing it by the way absolutely killing <laughs> it first off namaste <laughs> it's just oh i just love his attitude and then to tease the end with the thing of um shang chi i'm just like oh my god they're going there already that and the hulk thing too going there already moments in 20 minutes can't ask for much more 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think that I've said it before, I'll say it again. I think the Marvel movies are what makes them so good is that they're they, they manage to find a heart and uh, and conflict and 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 some and usually the best conflict is when it's ideological conflict. And it's so interesting to take her as a character who is the strong personality who wanted to be a district attorney and push her into a place where she then has to find herself defending legitimately defending a person that tried to kill Bruce. Uh, and a person who she thinks has been reformed and deserves a right to, to be on parole. I think that's just such an interesting thing to me that it's it's it makes me want to come back. It makes me mad that we don't have this the third episode already ready to rock, yeah. um, to Joey's point. And I love I, I think we just got a sense of what the format's gonna be for this. And it's good. It's it's fun. And to your point, Tim, it's not the it's not the most biting commentary, it's not the most biting comedy on the planet, but it's charming. And it's and it's 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 enough that I like these characters. I like their dynamics. I like her uh, relationship with uh, the assistant. They're hilarious yep. together. They got great chemistry. She's um, so little. I, she's so, <laughs> so little. And um and I like that she's starting to be conflicted about you know she's not exactly has ever been in love with the idea of She Hulk. In fact, I, I love that there's the the commentary of her just not even liking that name. She's like that's not even a good name. Um, it's I'm a totally different person. But um. I just like that she's now like coming, having to come to terms with this alter alternate personality, despite having said like, Oh, I could, I'm never going to have to deal with this ever again. Of course she's thrust right into it. And it's, and it's not only, not only that, but it's uprooted her life so thoroughly beyond anything she thought she could, would ever happen. And unfortunately Bruce was right, which again, to the the best part of the relationship, that brother and sister sort of this close cousin relationship was like, I'm not going to gloat. It's good. It's fun. I think the thing that I'm like most interested in, like kind of confused by even now after seeing the second episode is how Titania rolls into all of this. Cause we got her in such a weird way in episode one and to like really not have that addressed at all in episode two. And with the way that they, did you see any of the social stuff they were doing with her yesterday? Um, Nick, I don't know if you saw, but like they had Jamila Jamil out there in her like looking like titania covering up she hulk like um posters with like titania posters and like spray painting over stuff and they're going back and forth on their social media accounts but it was interesting to have that before this episode where she's just not there uh well they they set up the influencer thing yeah yeah news which i think that's that's kind of the social media bit of it right okay but it's it's also hilarious because did you catch what she was coming from which was like and she broke through the wall. They said she was like in traffic court. <laughs> yeah. Like that. yeah. It that's... wasn't even like a criminal charge. It was like she got like a ticket or something. Oh, that was pretty funny. Yeah. But just interesting that it's like, oh, they're going to do all these other things, but we're not actually getting her in these like episodes, really. I mean, I, mean, I, I have a feeling she's coming back hard. Like, I have to imagine so. Yeah. I mean, although I would say if she didn't, great. If the episode was just her defending <clears throat> Blonsky and then the next episode's her defending some ra- other random bad guy or and or, you know, going up against Charlie Cox, I think that could be incredibly fun. Yeah, absolutely. I want to keep talking about this. But before we do, let me tell you about our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Me Undies. Of course, I'm Tim Geddes. I love Me Undies. It is very rare, if ever, that you'll see me not wearing Me Undies head to toe. I'm wearing the Me Undies shirt. I'm wearing the Me Undies lounge shorts. I'm wearing the Me Undies socks. I'm wearing the Me Undies undies. Of course I am. Everyone knows Me Undies for their super soft undies and comfy bralettes. But did you know that they make other stuff too? They have daily tees, shorts, rompers that add a little silky softness to your everyday. They even make hoodies for 
your dog, you know that Toretto and Moose be rocking those as well. MeUndies is your destination for all things soft and sustainable. For any first-time purchasers, you get 20% off plus free shipping and returns. To get 20% off your first order, free shipping, and 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash kindoffunny. That's MeUndies.com slash kindoffunny. You're not going to regret it. You're going to love MeUndies just like I do. MeUndies.com slash kindoffunny. That's the coolest thing is we've seen the trailer. So we right. know we're getting Daredevil. We don't know that we're getting Matt Murdock, which like I think is personally the more interesting thing would be Matt Murdock for She-Hulk yeah, in this. But like it's, Matt oh, interesting. It's, it's interesting that we see him in the Daredevil costume in, in the different clips. Uh, we saw like a uh, menagerie of all the just random F-list villains and things. But then we also get Wong. And I wonder with how they ended this episode, like, you know, here that Tim, the fucking timeline nerd and all this stuff. Like Man. when you, when I first saw this, I was like, this doesn't make sense because Bruce had his broken arm at the end of Shang-Chi, which was after Shang-Chi had the whole fight thing. And the video oh. footage was shot of the abomination fight. And now his arms fixed. So Shang-Chi would have had to have happened before She-Hulk in order for this to make sense. Right. Yeah. But yeah. then I rewatched it and I was just like, Oh, this footage was probably just, it existed and was leaked now. So Abomination didn't actually break out currently. Oh, got it. It was potentially months before, but that, oh, that yeah. footage had never never leaked. That's what I that's what I thought it was. I thought it was leaked footage from like Wong came and grabbed it from a cell like last year or whatever, and they went and did the fight and then came out. Because the way they present it makes it kind of, but with how they pace the episode, it makes it seem like Abomination yes, had broken out. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. What what I got was that he's still in prison, and it's just this clip that resurfaced from a few months back. But I can see where you guys got that from. They, they but what's cool is we know how that happens, though. He gets out of prison because we know that Wong portals yeah. him in and out so yeah. it's like wong's gonna have to deal with that so yeah. i i like that that is when we saw the trailer for shield it's like oh well, i wonder if wong's gonna be involved with the abomination thing right. but like i love that yes he is like that is that is what they're gonna but, deal with and like <laughs> it's so right. cool but the question is do they bring charges against wong and does she have to defend him like that's that's where my brain goes where i'm like is that is that so. really what this is gonna be because that's hilarious i would yeah. love it if just for the rest of all the all the other episodes, I think I, I think I'm saying the opposite of what I said last week. But I would love it for the rest of the episodes if she just never fought once. If there was not one more <laughs> physical fight, it was all just in the courtroom. I think that'd be so cool. It'd be great. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I feel like that's not the reason that I'm watching She-Hulk is for the Hulk fights. I think it her strengths play in the comedy, the weird kind of like side MCU right, stuff the of situations. like. Yeah, I think that's way more exciting. I, I think love, we get enough of the fighting. I love that uh, they they this is the most love that the Incredible Hulk has ever gotten. <laughs> just just period uh, the movie in like any way. But I love, especially after we just rewatched it. Which of course you can go to in review, check out our Incredible Hulk rewatch. Uh, we rewatched it, so you don't have to. Uh, but the the best thing about this is like they stayed true. So Blonsky's canon, and I love that he told the story from his perspective yeah. where he kind of sounds like the good guy. And I was like, this <laughs> is fucking hilarious. And I think that uh, Tim Roth did such a good job portraying this smug character with the right level of levity and like, I'm still a bad guy that you're like, are you going to betray them or are you legitimately reformed? Like what's going on here? Or were you always this guy? We just saw a bad thing because the government was telling you to do bad stuff. But I thought about this more. And Nick, correct me if I'm wrong, but this yeah. man did kill a dog he didn't need to kill, correct? Uh, I think 
what, didn't they dart the dog though? Didn't they just trank the dogs? Are you talking about I, the ones in Brazil? Yeah, I think they just tranked him. Okay, they, okay. I don't think they killed hmm. the dog per se. Because if they killed the dog, watch. that'd be the one thing I'm like, Mm-mm. like but, you can't yeah. tell me that this guy was always good. <laughs> but besides that, I love that they tried. I love that they attempted to make him be like, hey man, like there was this monster and I was hunting him. Like the government told me to, and they dope me up with the super soldier serum. Like. It's great. But he but he brings up that really good point too, where he's like, Hey, your cousin like was a really bad guy. Like he did not bad, but like he was a monster. He did bad things, he couldn't control it. Like I was brought in to stop him. And at that time in history, the Hulk was uh, like, you know, he was not the Hulk that everyone loves right now. He's like, and he makes that point. He was like, Look, it's all just a matter of like perspective. But I came in, they gave me super soldier serum, it made me go crazy. This is like we have a legitimate defense here, and I like how that light bulb goes off in her in in, uh, in She Hulk's Jen's brain, where she's like, "Shit, he's not wrong. Like this is yeah. legit. Like a reason why he should not be in prison anymore." And so, and then there's the again conflict. I love that she then has to go. Oh, I gotta call Bruce and and tell him. <laughs> Great, and I like because she's she's talking, mm-hmm. talking, talking. Because it sounds like you're just you've already taken the case. She goes, "I've already mm-hmm. taken the case." And then we get the little the little twist there. He's like, you know. He sent me a really nice letter. And that fight was a really long time ago. It sounds like he's reformed. He's in a haiku. He said it in a fucking haiku. Which is uh, funny. Who do we think his um seven his seven pen pals are? What does he keep re- making that reference to? I didn't get that. So I I, I almost don't even want to say because I think I know the answer. And oh, it's gonna be a spoiler. just from from spoiler stuff, and I because I saw a breakdown of it, and yeah, it's it's a spoiler, so I, I don't want to say. Okay, okay, but it's it's. I imagine they're going to address it sooner than later. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Because the only people, I mean, the only thing I can think of that's seven is the Sinister Seven, but like, I don't know if that's, that can't be the same thing, right? They're not going to do any Spider Man stuff in this universe, right? Well, Sinister Six. Sinister Six. Okay. Never mind then. Sorry. Yeah. That's yeah. But um, I, I don't know. And I might be wrong because my other theory that like, I'm not going to give like what I actually think it is. I'm just going to say one thing that like, maybe I'm wrong about what I thought it was. Uh, Cause like what I'm basing this on is just a breakdown video of a trailer that who the fuck knows they didn't see the show. Uh, but the thing that is just potentially that I thought watching this before I put it all together was maybe he's reaching out to different people. Hulk being one of them, Wong being one of them, you know, like, He's right. communicating to a couple just outside people that aren't necessarily connected, but like for whatever reason, there's just seven people, and we probably know who they all are. Oh, but, got it. Okay. Uh, hmm. Because he just the fact that he said he he wrote all the haikus and stuff. Although I guess he was talking about haikus to the victims. It sounds like it sounds like there's a group of people out there that he's working with, and that's what gives me pause to like think he's fully reformed. Because at first I was like, wait a minute, how many rings are there? Okay, there's ten rings. There's six <laughs> sinister sixes. Ten rings, six sinister sixes. <laughs> that's fucking so. How funny. many? For, it's so hard to keep track of all this stuff. But I'm curious to see. I'm curious to see where that's going to go because obviously that's going to be that's going to be either you know a, a major story point or just a fun cameo thing that's happening throughout the rest of the episode. So it's going to be fun. The, there's no number attached to this, but Abomination eventually will end up in the Thunderbolts. We now know the Thunderbolts movie is coming, so I would not be surprised if we end up seeing Julia Julia Louis Dreyfus in this uh, by the oh, end right. of it, like kind of recruiting <clears throat> him to be in it. Because it's um, what only him I, we, we and don't know status Zemo and and bad Captain U.S. America. agent yeah. Yelena. Yeah. That's so. gonna be dope, actually, dude. Yeah. Honestly, like, I, I, if you'd have told me, oh, abomination, and I'm like, eh, 
But seeing Tim Roth come back here, just chewing up scenery, just having a great time, just <laughs> en enjoying this role again. I'm like, dude, I would watch a whole movie with him. I think he actually, I mean, obviously it's Tim Roth. I mean, Tim Roth is a great actor and he's been yeah. a great actor for the last four decades, but I would love to, I, I think he could, he could be a really, really fun character to have in this, especially as like a, as like a um, anti-hero, you know? What are your guys' thoughts on the family? I think they were a bit overdone. I think it. I think it's one of those episodes where I'm really gonna like them, or one of those things where I'm really gonna like them. Five episodes into this, when you're used to them and they, the actors together, have a little bit of chemistry. But I just that was the one scene where I was like, this is a bit much, and I, I think it feels a little bit forced. Having said that, the Ched character, I think, is a, what is it, what yeah. the character, the cousin, the cousin mm -hmm. who they make reference to in the first episode as being a genius, um, who is most definitely not a genius, uh, might has the potential to be either the most annoying character ever or my favorite character. <laughs> Nick, I'm happy you bring that up because I feel exactly every single word you just said about the family is how I feel. Uh, I don't know that I could agree with you about Chet in a positive way, but I did watch it. I'm like, oh, Nick is going to love this motherfucker. <laughs> now, I will say for as much as I'm hating on it, he did have a joke that I was like, this is so humor for me where they build up while well, he got the promotion he's a manager at best buy now and then in the post credit scene he's like 4k no one actually knows what 4k is those two things prepared together that the fucking promoted best buy guy doesn't know this shit he's like nah it doesn't it's yeah. not real it's fucking it's so awesome that's so funny dude are do you think we're getting more of the family yeah we are. I think okay. so. I do. I do because I feel like they've set the dad up to be sort of a confidant, and I think yeah. that, I think we're going to get a little bit more of that. I think that's going to be. I don't think it's going to be as prevalent, obviously, as uh, the family Miss Marvel, but I think we're going to get a few more scenes with them for sure. Yeah, I liked their dynamic for sure. I the uncle did really make me laugh because I feel like everybody can relate to having that one person that's like, well, I have the really technical question that like no one really gives a fuck about but they they just want to gotcha like mm. how come nobody's thinking about this um but it is it is a it's not my favorite part of the series but if it gets better then that would be great if we never see them again i would also be very <laughs> fine with that <laughs> i'm 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 fine either way as well what i do i'm i'm way more interested in seeing you know how things are going to unfold uh, in that office of hers and i think it's fun because we're obviously setting up the her boss to be just kind of like a blank slate corporate asshole, like money grubbing guy. But what I like about it is that she knows that there's no, there's no like curveball that's coming her way. It's not going to shock her. I mean that, that he's like, you know, you, you either take this case or you don't have a job. And I, I kind of dig that. Cause then we don't have to worry so much about that. This sort of like cliche stuff happening. She just basically took this job cause she needed a job and she knows that, that it's not, you know, it's a great place to work, but it's they're also like defending criminals. So there's all everything, all that energy that comes with that. Um, but what I really wanted to get to the point that I'm driving to is it looks a lot like the office from Franklin and Bash. And boy, howdy, Tim. <laughs> boy, howdy. <laughs> Does that make me super excited that maybe we'll get a Mark Paul Gosler or a Brecken Meyer cameo in one of these episodes? I'm rooting for you, Nick. I, I hope <laughs> that the happens. The crossover everyone's asking uh, for. Bring back Franklin and Bash, for Christ's sake. And also, while you're at it, ladies and gentlemen, watch Bosch. On, over on Amazon.com, <laughs> on Amazon Prime. It's a great show. Uh, a couple other fun little Easter eggs, and then just kind of like 
MCU building stuff. Their her like phone background was Captain America's ass. So which perfect. Is, which is great. Uh, in the 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 office as she's walking through, like one of the guys, like the wall just has a shit ton of comic books, Marvel comic books, like Captain America mm-hmm. comic books and stuff. And I just think that's kind of a fun thing for how much the show's kind of breaking the fourth wall and shit. I wonder if I wonder if that's gonna come back. The camera focused on it enough that I was like, it could just be a fun moment for this episode, or that could turn into something later. Mm. Um, but who knows? And then the last thing is like, we're seeing the department of damage control like that. It's cool that now in phase four, we're starting to get a lot of stuff that kind of felt like a throwaway in one of the projects now kind of really being seeded throughout stuff. Like we first saw, um, characters from it in no way home. Right. And then mm-hmm. we get more of it in Miss Marvel, both characters and, um, seeing the actual place itself where we saw the, um, I forget their name, the, the clandestines, um, escape from this facility that we're now seeing She-Hulk work at. So it's like, it's just kind of cool that like the through line is, is being built and um, what's up. (laughs) I mean, it's it's the Labs reference was hilarious. She's like, well, did you guys catch oh, that? Yeah. 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 <laughs> like five of me nice case. Like, man, this is a prison. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, oh, okay. I thought that was a banger. I just, I just like that back and forth. I like that she's kind of a goofball. And yep. that is, is totally the rapper. Like, as she was walking in there and he was like, don't, you know, this, it's saying the whole spiel. I was like, they're going to make, they're going to make a thousand last <laughs> reference. And they yeah. sure did. And I'm like, you know what, guys? I'm a simple human being. Okay. Some would say stupid. Someone, some would say not very smart. Just give me what I need. Give me my brain candy for Christ's sake, so I can eat it and go to sleep. Yeah, there there was some lines uh, that I thought were really funny. Like I like the the billionaire philanthropist and adult orphans for some reason. Like that <laughs> that was really funny. Um, then funny. the the oh yep, there's a hot chick over there. I'm gonna go talk to it. It's just like goddamn. Like I I love that they were just that on the nose about it. We're like uh-huh. it's that guy. That's, That's how guy. he is. That Don't is be guy. that guy, anybody. Yeah. Oh man. She also, I feel like, underratedly has, like, really good physical comedy. Like, she's very aware of, like, how, like, her presence in scenes. Like, even just the thing of, like, being nervous on your first day and, like, not knowing how the door pulls and stuff like that. Like, oh, that was good. I just was really hilarious. like her. And I it makes me want to go watch Orphan Black, too. Uh, and then the, the one other note that I had. I didn't love the Hammer Gen scene. It felt weird to me. Like, the that, that felt like. Scene. Which one was that? When she was drunk. Like when it oh, went from like, yeah, I didn't like her being She Hulk to her, like the oh, whole conversation, the it, it felt off. Like that kind of felt to me like a, a reshoot or something where they're like, oh, fuck, we have to get some exposition here to get from here to here. I don't know. Something about it just didn't feel right. But uh, it just again, wasn't very well done. Also, the fact that she just walked in and you didn't really see her drink more than one drink. And then she well, we saw her drink. She... We saw her drink a couple. Did we? Okay. She Hulk. Yeah. It just that, that didn't seem she didn't seem drunk. She it, seemed kind of yeah. stupid. <laughs> anytime, I mean, anytime someone's playing drunk, you, you run the risk of of that. It just didn't work very well. But I thought I thought every yeah. the physical comedy and the rest of the comedy, the rest of the episode was was fun for me. Um, and like I said, I want more of her and her assistant. I think they're hilarious. I think that little trio of people, especially the guy with the gift basket, Pug. Was, is that what his name is? <laughs> his name's Pug. Yeah. Oh man, I think that's gonna be super fun. It's like her team of people, and I like that. That that's like they they could they consist of the entire team of like the the villains defense fund or whatever the heck they called it, which is cool. Yeah. Uh, since we're early in the the series right now, we're gonna wrap up here. But I I want to ask you guys. We in the trailer seen a whole bunch of upcoming cameos, like some major ones, like bigger ones. Than I think people expected in this show. Not that we need them. But do you think that there's any cameo that we don't know about that's going to be like really cool? I'd like, love, like I'd say like a Wong level minimum. 
I would love to see Paul Giamatti come back as the Rhino from the Amazing <laughs> Spider-Man. That would be incredible. No, I don't know, man. I think, I mean, I don't know. That's a great question. That's more, that's more up your alley, Tim, because you're always on the on the back alleys of the dark web trying to figure out. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, my God, see this little cloth, this piece of cloth in this trailer? That's Captain America's shoe. Um I don't know. I'm just I'm just excited to see Charlie Cox gets more screen time. I, I oh, love yeah. that. We, I love that we've leaned in from, to him as being the Daredevil. I think he totally deserves it. I'm throwing it out there again to see what sticks. I know it's probably never going to be possible, but man, I'll tell you what. Joey sent me the trailer for American Gigolo starring John Bernthal, and I was like, <laughs> that guy gets a lot of work. And you know what else? I would love to see him come back as Punisher just one more time. Give me a little reference to that. Would be dope. I know it's not going to happen, but that would be so. That would be super fun for me. I don't think that's happening in this show. I think it's a thousand percent happening in Born Again, the Is Daredevil that... show. Oh, it's not okay. confirmed, but like ah, that makes I me would, so happy. I, I bet a lot of money that he'll be Punisher, man. I love that guy. I think it would be cool to like at least have a reference here because obviously, like, you want to talk about a villain or or a hero that's probably always in a lot of legal trouble. It's the Punisher. That could yeah. be super fun. Yeah. Are there there are no other like heroes that reside in LA? Correct. You know, that's actually a really good question. But, I mean, you have to imagine that these people are – well, I guess you'd have to be licensed to be a lawyer in other states, right? Because this is a big law yeah. firm, so you have to imagine that, like, they would loan her out. But theoretically speaking, she couldn't go practice law in New York. She'd have to pass the bar there. Well, right? correct. so we, as far as I know, we don't actually know where the Department of Damage Control is, but I would assume that it is closer to New York, New Jersey than it is to L.A., based on every time we've seen it previously right so that's kind of weird i mean maybe they just go stop thinking it's a dumb it's you know it's a, it's a marvel show who cares but they take that is a good point because a lot of this stuff i know that's a good point because a lot of a lot of the a lot of the problems in the marvel universe take place in new york so yeah in the comics kate bishop spends half of the storyline of the of what's being adapted for the show that we saw in la Obviously, that didn't happen in the show, and they didn't even tee that up, so I don't think that makes sense. But they did make a lot of pretty good Hawkeye jokes in this episode. <laughs> God, where do the arrows go? That's a great question. Does he go and collect them afterward? I wonder things like this, too. These are the things that keep me up at night. Yeah, but yeah Joe, that's a good question. Oh, Pepper Potts would be there. I don't think we're going to get her. We're but, not right? going to get a Gwyneth. We're, we're not going to get a Gwyneth Paltrow cameo in a, in a Marvel. Gwyneth show. Paltrow no can't one. remember what Marvel movie she's in. I don't hey, think. To be fair, to be fair, she only had a cameo in that movie that she totally forgot about, and I totally sympathize with her because I do so many things. I'm like, what interview am I on today? Is it Rocky Four? Is it Rocky Five? Is it Rocky Balboa? I don't even know, guys. Have you ever gotten through like writing for your for the plot and been like, mm, we did this movie already? Has that ever happened to you? Um. The Hulk, I had a moment where I got halfway through and I was like, did I already write the synopsis of this? <laughs> Am I doing double work? I had just read that back in the day and I just didn't even bother looking because I didn't want the answer to it. No, you it. didn't. I think um, did, but right? yeah, I I would wonder if we're getting any like locale, if that has anything to do with it. Maybe Scott Lang comes down. I don't think we're actually getting Scott. What I would really love in terms of stuff is I would love if we got like Jimmy or like some other like those departmental people yeah. coming through something like that i don't know that they really have the right jurisdiction to cross over and stuff like that but i think having some of those departments and uh i forget what his name is stewie from succession i think those are the kind of cameos i would expect more than actual characters julie louis dreyfus is another great poll of like 
people that are pulling the strings. Yeah, I mean, you got to get her into this to some degree. And I just love that she's going to be like a mainstay now. Yeah, it just makes me happy. It's all happening, y'all. Let us know in the comments below if you expect to see anybody major or not uh, and what you thought of this episode. Uh, Like I said, Screencast is going to be happening a whole bunch of times, at least three times a week for the foreseeable future. Fingers crossed if schedules permit. And so far, they're permitting everybody. So this is working out, and I'm very excited about that. Uh, You know what I'm not excited about? Having to update my damn in-review and Screencast calendar every time freaking Warner (laughs) Brothers decides to push their goddamn slate back another year. But hey, that's all happening too stay tuned to kind of funny for all of your entertainment needs whether it's in review or screencast we're going to be right here for you and until next time i love you